another day. All right, let's ride. Number 66, I believe it is. It's still me, still blackout, man. Ain't nothing changed. The game's still the same. One real quick announcement and one quick shout out first. Thank you for everybody that's been listening for the duration. And if you knew, keep on riding, man. I'm going to try to keep on going. But for those who have been listening to this for a long time, I know I usually drop this on a late Sunday night, early Monday morning type of thing. But my schedule will be changing. I don't know how drastically yet or if it'll even be bothered, but there will be a, a point in time, I'm going to say in the close to near future, where I may not be around for a while, but I'm going to come back. It's just a weird situation, but I got to go handle some shit. And uh, the lesson in that is learn to be patient, man. Be patient because sometimes you the shit you want comes at you a little bit too fast, but also embrace opportunity. So that's what I'm going to have to learn to do. I basically got something I want work-wise, but it came faster than I thought. Pause. So now I have to go adjust my situation, my life situation, and uh, make it work so I can keep doing my regular life things, my work things, and shit I like to do like this. So there may be a change in the schedule or the frequency in which I do this. I think that's the better the better word for it. There'll be a change in the frequency. But as uh, soon as I know and as soon as I got everything nailed down, I'll let y'all know via podcast, man, on the next episode or the one after that, the one after that, the one after that. But you, you will be informed. And part of my, my voice and my throat feels fucked up. I feel like there's some phlegm or something in my throat. I don't mean to be gross, but if I sound weird or you hear me clear my throat, I'm letting you know ahead of time, player, it is what it is. So I'm going to try to get through this as smoothly as possible because I still want this to come out at least halfway decent. I don't want to half-ass it. I want to make sure I give you the best trash podcast possible, man. That's going to be my goal, to be the champion giving you the best worst podcast. Because that's what I do, baby. That's what I do. Mediocre expectations at all times. Now, happy Black History Month. We're still in February. For those you don't like it, you'll be all right. It's a few days, like 28 days. Um, Black History... During the time frame of Black History Month, we like to shine a light on those who've contributed heavily, heavily to history. And a lot of times we look to people that are way back before our lifetime, like deep, deep in the past. Like I talked about Carter G. Woodson a little while ago because he's like the father of this. And then I know I talked about Killer Mike, him being, you know, obviously more contemporary. But I want to talk about somebody else briefly today. And when I say this name, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. His life is played out in the public eye for since he was a, a youngin', since he was a young boy. But when I say this, it's because we like to make it pretty all the time. But everything in black history ain't pretty as we know. And this person went through some struggles. So the reason I'm talking about this person is growth. And the person I'm talking about is Mike Tyson. And if you heard that, which you should have heard that you listened to this, you already kind of know where I'm going. Like, the the things this man has been through and where he's at now and the things that he's doing, he's at a point where he can impart wisdom is a beautiful thing. Like, 
Mike Tyson could very well have been dead in the early 90s, the way he was living his life. His profession alone put his life at risk. So shout out to Mike Tyson, man. If you don't know about Mike Tyson, find out. Find out about him. I think I think he may still do a podcast, but he has a podcast called Bite the Mic. And they talk to a lot of famous people on there. I, I talked about it on here like a long time ago. But it's called Bite the Mic. It's pretty dope. You get to hear him talk to other celebrity friends and um, just you get more inside information about him. But for the most part, we all know his um his life played out in the public eye. So it shouldn't be too much mystery there. But if you're younger and you just happen to stumble upon this, check him out, man. Look him up. See what, everything that he's done, where he's at now, and how he's progressed and changed in life, man. Mike Tyson, that's my my person in black history for this uh, this week. And in keeping with that, I'm going to keep this on rolling. Um, In Atlanta, of all places, I want to say I'm halfway with my opinion on this situation. I'm 50-50. So in Atlanta, there was a school that had the students perform a Black History Month poem in blackface. And I'm halfway proud and I'm halfway upset, 50-50 on this, because I'm in my in my base mind, I would have been like, damn, I would have loved for the parents to go up there and whoop their teacher's ass. That's what I would have loved, me just reacting. But in thinking about it, I'm actually glad that that hasn't happened. At least it hasn't happened yet. Because in that state, in that city of all cities, it's like, come on, man. They're comparing fucking Atlanta to Wakanda. And this is the type of shit that takes place. Who, who had the oversight? Who okayed this? What adult would feel like this would be the right thing to do in their mind? Like, how ignorant can you be? And I don't know if this is old or this, I believe it's new. But just, there's, there's no way you can be that stupid. And if you are that ignorant, you really need to lose your damn job. And if you aren't, well, then you just did it on purpose because you was, like, testing the system. But that shows that you're even more dumb because in the, this day and age of social media, you had to know somebody was going to say something. Like, who vetted this? Who let this go without you getting, you know, told at least once or twice, hey, this might not be the right thing to do. In Atlanta fucking Georgia. That doesn't make any sense to me, man. And for real, for me, I'm not a person that likes to see people become unemployed. But damn, this person needs to lose their job. Training ain't going to do it for this one, champ. Whoever this individual is, they need something They're missing something in life. There's something that they just were not getting in life. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how they became a teacher. Teacher's aide, assistant, substitute. This must have been the damn janitor. Because the lack of oversight in this situation is ridiculous, man. They got to go. Plain and simple. And I'm going to stay on this same lane. And um, I guess I'll go ahead and talk about this Gucci shit. And... I, I I didn't really pay attention to it. Like, I saw it, and I was kind of like, oh, well, Gucci anyway. Mm. But then I, I saw T.I. say something about it. One of my Actually, my homeboy inboxed me T.I. talking about it. And it was just real funny to me. Like, I sat and I thought about it. I was just like, T.I. is coming out 
and saying that he ain't fucking with Gucci. And I just sat back and thought, I'm like, damn, shouldn't T.I. been said this shit? Like, T.I. had his own clothing line and shit. T.I. has, I'm going to say, millions of black, young black people, millions of people from all hues. But young black people, especially, that listen to his music, follow him, watch his TV show, this is something that he should have said a long time ago. And it just makes the mind wonder. And I, and I ain't attacking, bro. Like, because he's entertaining. He's a dope rapper. Cool. But I just feel like this is something. And not even just him, but other rappers should have said a long time ago. Like, listen, I can afford this. More than likely, you probably can't. Now, I know that's not cool to put in a rap song. But it's like, damn. It's like, yeah, you should have been told people this. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it's, it's kind of fucked up when you see them do it. And I, and I have mixed feelings about it. Obviously, I'm struggling with it right now. But, like, I'm the type of person, I was never going to wear that shit anyway. It just didn't make sense to me. That, Louis Vuitton, none of that shit. Like, I do not dwell in the tax bracket where that shit is even really appealing to me. Like, my my finances are so low that I don't even know that that looks good. It's like food I've never eaten. Like, nah, I'm not eating that shit. It's like me being in a foreign country and seeing... Some food that I've never eaten. You trying to give me? I'm like, I'm not eating this shit. I don't know what it is. That's how I feel about Gucci. Nothing wrong with it, but that dumbass sweat uh, was a turtleneck with the black face on it. Like, come on, man. Like, it's the same. It's like the same thing with that school. But my thing is that it's a corporation. It's a global corporation. So how does somebody not catch this? What was the goal of this sweater? Was it not meant to be that way? And I gave it the benefit of a doubt for like a day. So maybe, maybe somebody just fucked up and they thought it was it was mimicking something else. But as I thought about it, I let it sit. I let it, I let it marinate in my brain. I'm like, I don't know what else they thought it could be. Like, I can't rationalize this. You're not paying homage to nothing because it would have been a more than one colorway, I would assume, a few different colorways. And I'm just like... It's, it's never that cold, man. Like, who's going to buy this? I wish I knew the name of the um, the little project they do before they um, before they push products out, like the little survey they do. Like a focus group. Did they do a focus group for this? And somebody said, yeah, I think this will sell. And the, the funny thing is, for me, I'm not looking at a brand like Gucci to target black people. Black people wear it because they see other people, rich people, people in the entertainment industry, they see them have it, and they go out and they buy the shit. But I don't think it's something that's necessarily marketed towards us. You may see an ad here and there in the, music, in, a, in the old magazine back, like the Source magazine back in the day, but I don't even know if they make the Source anymore. I read everything on the internet or off my phone or I buy a book from the fucking bookstore without pictures in it. So I'm not really seeing these ads. So I'm not thinking they advertise for us. I don't know who the fuck was supposed to wear this. It's just it's just wild. But I, it was just funny to me that T.I. came out and said it like he was going to be the be-all, end-all for this. I'm like, you were the guy. It, it's weird because it's almost like, because you got Gucci that you coming out saying that we canceling that. But then you got Gucci Mane and y'all was arguing about who was the first trap rapper or some shit. 
So I feel like, see, y'all trying to kill two birds with one stone. I'm in my conspiracy bag, if that makes sense. I see what you're doing, Tip. You're trying to get Gucci and Gucci the fuck out of here at the same time. Stay woke. But no, I just, I kind of thought it was weird. I was just, you ain't going to stop people, man. These motherfuckers still walking in and out of H&M. Still doing all the same shit. So, yeah, boycott Gucci, please. Everybody in America, black, Latino, Asian, Arab, blind, deaf, whatever. Everybody within a certain tax bracket, boycott Gucci. And especially if you black, don't buy the shit. More than likely, you had no business buying shit anyway because from what I've seen, the people with a decent amount of money don't spend it on shit like that. Unless they have like an extravagant amount of money. So boycott Gucci, save yourself some bread, man. Another salacious black people related news. Liam Neeson. And this shit has been all over the news, but I haven't really thought about it and or talked about it, but uh, Liam Neeson, I guess, was talking. He was on, a, I guess, a press run of promoting his new movie. It's about revenge. I don't really follow him, so I don't, I don't know if the movie's called Revenge. I think that's what it's called, but I don't know. He's, it's just a weird situation, so I stopped paying attention to him after, like, the third taking. And he pops up in my news feed because he said something to the effect of when he found out his female friend was sexually assaulted and or raped and all she knew was it was a, that it was a black person. He wanted to walk outside and, I guess, kill every black person, every black guy he saw. Something to that effect. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. And I and I get though, I get like you in a moment of rage and you just somebody did something to somebody close to you and it's like, damn, I wanna I wanna get this motherfucker so bad, I'm out here on the hunt. And if you look like if you look like you had something to do with it, I'm on you. That's not a rational thought. <laughs> that's that's not that's not a rational thought. Like if you fit the description, I'm talking about clothes, everything. I'm not just gonna go out, you know what? An Asian dude Hit my wife. I give you a perfect example. A while back, my wife was in a car accident. She was pregnant. She got hit by a car full of what is believed to be undocumented workers. And they were believed to be undocumented workers because they had a bunch of cash. One, I guess the one who got caught had a bunch of cash. They had a bunch of beer in the car. And after they hit her, everybody fled the scene. Now, usually, unless you're like a complete asshole, you hit somebody in the car, especially a fucking pregnant woman, you want to stay there and make sure she's all right. But what happens is, if you're undocumented and you in, you in the country, you do some shit like that, and you get caught, automatically, flags raised, they find out you don't fucking belong here, or, you, or your visa or whatever is expired, they're kicking your ass up out of here. Now, me being the angry, hyper-protective person I am, that made me highly upset. But did I want to go out there and beat up every Latino-looking person I saw that day? No. I wanted to make sure my wife and child were okay. I wanted to, I would want to make sure anybody that I cared about in this situation was okay. I'm not going to hit the streets and say that I'm going to attack somebody. 
because they look like. And I damn sure just wouldn't say that in a public forum. I would think a little bit before I open my mouth and say something that's stupid. I understand there's two different situations, rape versus car crash. But for me, they were driving drunk. They were reckless. They hit, they hit her, then they dipped. So in my brain, they did some really disrespectful shit. So they could have killed my old lady versus somebody getting raped. I'm not moving them too far apart from each other. So if I know who did it, yeah, I want to be on your ass. But if I have no idea who did it, only that it's one type of person, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be mad at that whole fucking group of people. And I damn sure wouldn't say I went outside looking for them. That was an issue I had before, where I thought somebody said some shit to my wife, or somebody was getting a little bit too comfortable. And I went outside and I walked around. I looked for that motherfucker. I saw his friends. I spoke to them. I said, tell homeboy to chill the fuck out. I went looking for that motherfucker. So I just, I can't understand somebody who's, who's been in, who's this old one. Actually, I take that back. I can't understand somebody that old saying that because there may be a mindset that you have that you feel is okay. Maybe your life behind doors came out in front of that motherfucking camera. And you had to power walk your ass to, to get past it. That's what I'm getting. You had to power walk your racism off. Now, call me crazy, but we have a lot of motherfucking marathons in this country. A lot of those people are white. If that was a cure, you could have told motherfuckers a long time ago. A long time ago. And we could have had walk for racism scheduled nation motherfucking wide. If that's the cure. But I just really feel like this is a really big fuck up on this part, especially when you're about to go see a movie or you're about to promote a movie and, and maybe people aren't really checking for Liam Neeson like that. Maybe it's not going to affect his his um, his um box market, his box office draw. Maybe, maybe not. But for people who don't know his name and just see him as taken, because that's how we do sometimes in the black community, even if we know your name, you're like, nah, you taken. You the motherfucker from taken. I'm calling you the title of the movie you were just saying. You taken. Like, to keep it a buck for the longest, for like, I say for five years after flight, that's how I referred to Denzel Washington. That nigga, he was not Denzel Washington. He was not dude from John Q. He was not cuz from He Got Game. No, that motherfucker was flight because he was off the meat rack in that movie. So Denzel was flight. That's it. I didn't refer to him as nothing else. So for motherfuckers like that who don't know you, they going to find out now and for those of us that would have went to support it, and then for those of us in support of black people who don't fuck with people like that, you might see a dip in your box office for that. That or people will go to the movies and there'll be a lot less talking than usual. Either way. But that was definitely a mistake on his part. And um, every time they say it don't exist, man. And it's just fucked up when it's people that you like from a, you know, from a, the standpoint of a fan, it's like, damn, you said that? I thought bro was cool. I thought he had some sense. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. He fucked up. And uh, other ridiculous news. Jeff Bezos. My man, Mr. Amazon Prime. Now, recently this man was in a situation where him and his wife split. Now, I'm not 100% sure if it was an inquirer that posted the to t put the text messages and shit out there or whatever. But he is going after the Inquirer saying that the National Inquirer 
saying that they are trying to extort him for some for some pictures they got. And I'm like, damn. You would you would think at the highest levels of society in the world. This this ain't no regular dude. This is like probably I think he's the richest man on the planet right now. Well he was he split that money with his wife. I don't know if that's final yet, but this is a high level individual who owns a whole lot of shit, who has a lot of sway in the way things go in this country, and I'm going to assume the world because Amazon is the shit. And of all people, you you gotta know this man got all types of lawyers. But he's saying that the dude David Pecker, who's in charge of the uh of the parent company, is trying to extort him on behalf of Trump due to some ties with Saudi Arabia. And you gotta you gotta dig into it. So the backstory to this is Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post. The Washington Post stays on Donald Trump's ass. About everything. They call out all the bullshit or what they see from that paper. They call out what they see is bullshit on his behalf. One of the things being that reporter that got killed. Uh, Khashoggi. I don't want to hope I didn't mess up his name. Jamal Khashoggi. So, if you can if you can connect the dots, Bezos' concern is that the guy from the Inquirer or who runs the Inquirer is acting on behalf of Trump because they're good buddies and Saudi Arabia in order to extort him because of the paper that he owns, which is the highly popular Washington Post. Like the the level of pettiness that this man forty five has unveiled amongst the elite like we we all see the the movies growing up about how people rich people and people in power like really really petty yeah this is some real real petty shit you would think like one you know highly successful millionaire to another you'd be like hey man there's only a few of us it's a you know it's a small fraternity we're trying to keep these millions and keep everybody else poor i'm gonna let you know i got these flicks here you go, man. Keep this keep this on the L, on the D-low, man. Keep this down. I don't want this to get out because I would hate if this happened to me. Then again, this man is the person who runs the National Enquirer, and they make a living by putting out tabloid shit. It's just, it's a damn shame. It, like, it's, it's funny because, you know, even the person that has everything <laughs> can, can, you know, Go batshit crazy over some news. Because if I was him, I'd be like, what you, what you going to extort me? I got money. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? What you going to do to me? You can't hurt me. I'm rich. You know what I'm saying? I send you an Amazon ass whooping prime. <laughs> Get that motherfucker tomorrow. I'd be like, hey, bro, square up. That'd be my thing. You want to put the, you can put him out, square up. You <laughs> go try to extort me. You got me fucked up. I'm richer than rich, goddammit. That's just me. I'm I'm a fool. I'm an idiot, though. But that's just my take on the shit, man. It's it's a big distraction, big waste of time. It's, it's stupid shit. You got that much money, you should be a lot more careful about what you do in your private life. Because you are, like, if you ain't the goddamn target, if Jeff Bezos ain't the target, who the fuck is? They coming after the president. These females coming out the woodwork for the president. So Jeff Bezos, somebody who got way more money than him. Oh yeah, 
they gonna be on your ass. Gots to be more careful, man. Gots to be more careful. Another bullshit. Um, let's switch it over to sports real quick. Terrible segue, I know, but I'm trying to get this shit over with. Sorry. My main man, Bob Costas, man. So I'm scrolling through Twitter and I see that Bob Costas was explaining why he was removed from the Super Bowl broadcast. Now, if you don't know Bob Costas, you must not watch sports. He's a great journalist. He's discovered baseball, basketball, and football, I believe, in uh, working with, I want to say, I think, I believe it's NBC. But he was told he was not going to be doing the Super Bowl recently. Maybe it was, shit, it may have been for some things he said in 2017. And this may be old, but he's finally coming out and saying why he was removed for the Super Bowl and why he didn't do what he does better than shit anybody. And that's broadcast TV. So he was removed because he was outspoken about the concussion problem in the NFL. That is insane to me. And I understand it's a business, whatever, but this individual was focused on the well-being of the athletes that go out there and risk their lives every play. Every motherfucking play. And they shut him down. NBC was like, I guess he made NBC uncomfortable. And they were like, nah, champ, we're going to go a different direction. Because even when you think you're doing the right thing and you're using your platform to do something well. The volume, the weight of your voice, the people that feel negatively about the shit are always going to react harder than the people that feel positively about it, if that makes sense. So, to be blunt, if you say some shit that may be controversial, right, the people that agree with you are going to nod. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. They're going to nod and agree. But those people that feel like they're going to be negatively affected by something you said, they're going to be a lot more vocal, especially when you work for them. So that was his mistake. Is I'm not going to say mistake. That was his choice. That's his consequence, is that he has to deal with not doing what he does better than anybody in the biggest event in the country, entertainment-wise, the fucking Super Bowl. He had to not do it because he said he said something and I, which I will say he was in the right for saying, he said something about a game that directly correlates to people having brain injuries and being suicidal or violent because of these of continued brain injuries. So the concussions that lead to CTE, that lead to people dying way too young or just going fucking crazy and, doing, and committing these horrendous acts. He spoke to that. And because the NBC and NFL have a relationship, and they don't like it. They feel like it's going to drive people away from it. You can't do the show no more. you like, damn, it's almost like it ain't just cap. You get to telling too much truth, people get upset with you, man. And that's, and that's one thing I really want to, um, to say. Um, you got to be able to live with the shit you say. And even though I'm going through and talking about race and all this shit, even with race, because... People always want you to say things that they like to hear. And when you say things that they don't like to hear, sometimes it don't go your way. 
you could talk about it. Like for me, I just talked about a certain situation and people may not like that I talked about it, but I stand on the fact that I said what I said. And at the end of the day, it, it just is what it is. Like I said what I said because of X, Y, Z. Now, if I'm wrong, I say, you know what? I didn't have all the information. Cool. But now I got a lot more information. So now I'm waiting to see how things shake out. Cool. But I, I'm willing to stand on that. Like, I'm not going to run from what I said. Like, you got to be willing to deal with the consequences. Because now we're in a situation where everybody has a problem with everybody. And it's not, I say there's huge pockets of people or there's some segment of just about every demographic that has a problem with somebody else. There's people from every race that don't like another race. There's Asian people don't like black people. Black people don't like Asian people. White people don't like black people. Black people don't like white people. Hispanic people don't like white people. White people don't like Hispanic people. Black people that don't like Latin people and black people that don't like black people. There's skinny people that hate other skinny people. There's big people that hate other big people. There's little people that hate big people, big people that hate little people, and everybody hates the motherfucker that's in shape. And people that are in shape tend to not like skinny people, big people, or skinny fat people. Whatever. And even all gays don't like all gays. I've seen it. You know what I mean? So you have to um, be what they call politically correct, which I believe in. I really believe in that, like, and I don't think it's holding your tongue. And I won't even call it politi- I won't even call it politically correct, not because I stumbled talking and I got big lips, but because I believe you got to be able and willing to stand on some shit you say. So for me, I'm going to refer to it as being be publicly correct. If you say it, be willing to deal with the consequences. Especially when it comes to things that are more sensitive. Now, if you're talking about a situation or whatever, and you feel like you want to say it and you're willing to stand on that shit, and you got some information, speak your mind, player. I'm never going to tell you to say, hey, speak your mind, but just be ready to, if somebody asks you, hey, why'd you say this? Be ready to be like, yeah, I said this because of X, Y, and Z. And if if my understanding is wrong, let me know I'm wrong. But if my understanding is right, it is what it is. Because you can always change your mind once you get new information. That's one thing you can always do. You can always change your mind if you're open to new information. But what I would say is stand on it. Like, stand on the fact that you said it. Not that what you said is fact. And I think that's what people get shit fucked up. You don't have to stand on, you don't have to sit there and be deep-rooted. Like, what you said is what it is, and that's what goes. That's not what I'm saying. Stand on the fact that you said it but be open to the possibility that you were either wrong or you had didn't have all the information. And in relation to other people and people of, um, let's say, different backgrounds, different demographics, be publicly correct unless you're willing to deal with the bullshit. And that's why I have a problem with people that are on, like, on these media shows, like um, I say... I say all cable news networks. I'm not even going to single out Fox News like I just did. I'm, I'm not even going to single out CNN. I will say, because the ones that piss me off the most are the black conservatives. Like, don't talk about it like we're stupid. I know I say it a lot, but it's a real thing for me. Don't talk about, don't talk about how black people can be better. Talk to us about how black people can be better. Because a lot of times they're talking to a crowd of white people on how we can improve 
And they're talking at us, not to us. Talk to us. Talk to us. But like with anything like relating to race, gender, somebody's physical appearance, like try to be publicly correct to where you don't get your ass whooped. Because I think when people say, oh, you got to be politically correct, whatever, that's cool. But yeah, you say you don't like it. But a lot of times the type of people that say that type of shit are going to avoid one law or one rule and they're going to hide behind another. And the laws and the rules I'm talking about, one law being the laws of uh, society. Like, okay, police, the civic laws, what's legal? They're going to hide behind the police. Well, I said this and they did something to me. And they came over and whooped my ass because I called him a nigger. Okay, well, the law of nature says if, if you say something to a person that pisses them off to a point to where they may do something to you, you kind of had that coming. I can't sit there and talk about, oh, yeah, this this whatever person is a piece of garbage and this, that, and the third. And if they say, hey, well, I want to put hands on you now, that's the law of nature. That's the law of man. It is what it is. But if I say something and you try to put hands on me and I hide behind the police, then I'm hiding behind the law of the land. That makes sense. So just be, you got to be ready to deal with the shit you say. Like, I say some shit, I'm stand on it. Cool. Or you risk whatever repercussions. And then you got to choose whether you want to hide behind whatever law. But be, but try to be publicly correct. When you're talking about a person's appearance or some shit they can't control. Now, they, if it's some other shit, hey, whatever. But just try not to be rude is what I'm saying. That's the simplest way for me to explain it. Don't be rude because you can't, you don't know what's going to come back from that. That's all I'm saying. I know I'm rambling, but I'm trying to make this make sense in my brain as I'm saying it to y'all. The other thing is, is like, like I said, don't be so rooted in your opinion that you can't change your mind. That's the one thing. Don't don't be stuck because if you can't get it out, and I see this happen a lot of times with race because I'm around different people all the time, and we like to have race conversations because I feel like that's the only way you're going to learn. If you can't, get the words out or you can't say something without offending somebody, shut the fuck up. Like, there's a lot of value in silence and just not saying nothing. There's a lot of value in that. Shut up, and what you should probably do is don't be so thirsty for that moment. Let that moment pass you by. Let it pass you by and then go find something out about it. Ask somebody who, what you're curious about. Ask somebody who's affected by it or who knows who's a, an expert on that situation, ask them before you open your mouth. That way if that moment comes by again, boom, you're ready for it. But don't jump the gun trying to get your point across on just one moment. Like, know what you... If you're going to say something that's going to be highly sensitive about somebody's, you know, natural appearance, their persuasion, or their, their race, their religion, or some shit, like, when it comes to those, like, when it comes to shit like that, like, if you don't know how to talk about it and gain something from the conversation, just be quiet and let somebody else do the talking and then just learn. Learn from that. Politics, whatever. Say you want, say what you want. That shit's out there in the public. Say what you want. When it comes to somebody's like race, their their persuasion, their religion, shit like that, those are the ones I don't touch. Politics, I feel like it's fair game. Personal opinion. 
But just, you know, learn how to how to just let shit go and then come back to it. And then if somebody says something that, that offends you, like, you don't have to react badly. You could attempt to educate them like, hey, I don't know what point you're trying to get across or I see what point you're trying to get across, but you should go about it a different way. Because they may just be ignorant. But if you're not sure that you're going to offend somebody, man, I would say the best thing to do is ask them, like, hey, I feel like I want to say this, but I'm not sure how to go about it. Ask them. And then if you're not sure, just let people talk. You learn a lot by just letting the motherfucker talk. I, that's something um, I've been learning, like, the past couple of years. Like, you just let a motherfucker talk. They'll tell you everything you want that you want or don't want to know. Just let them go. And a lot of times, they'll, even especially if it's like a debate, they'll talk themselves into a circle and prove your point. Or you just learn a lot from it. You don't really lose. And just being patient, man, and just and just let somebody vent. Or let, them, let them get their shit off their chest. You'll learn a lot. Because sometimes when you speak to people, especially the motherfucker that think they're smarter than you, they'll try to control a conversation. And I see this go wrong with people when they when they debate and they have arguments and shit. It's like some it's like Bruce Lee said, you gotta kinda be water. When this motherfucker come talking to you and they're trying to and they headstrong about a situation, they feeling it, and they just know it, they know that they're right, and they're gonna go hard as hell, because they think they're controlling that shit, let that shit roll right off your back. And just listen to them. And then chime in and then listen to them. Because at that point, They've given you total control of the conversation. Because with them just going and going and going, you throw like one little jab out there and now they got to adjust you because they're so busy spilling all this information and just talking and talking and talking. They're not realizing they're giving you more information than, than they wanted to. Like you could just hit them with one question, then, you, then it's going to lead them in one way and then another way. And then you could talk for a little bit, provoke them to say something because you already know how they're feeling. You already know what's on their brain provoke them to say something else and then they'll get to talking about that and then that's when you who's really in control of the conversation be like all right that's it and you shut the conversation down and that's how you win or maybe i'm just a bad person i don't know but try it let me know if it works and um i'm slide off of this topic and, and go right to sports real quick that la trade didn't work out for shit huh Los Angeles goddamn Lakers. Didn't, didn't do shit with that trade. And now you got, you may have some disgruntled players on your team. That was stupid. That was bad. And also on some other bogus-ass news, because I'm about to get out of here, because I feel like time is ticking. I got to go home. The shit I got to do. Um, The prayers. Shout out to everybody running for president in 2021. Shout out to everybody running. Um, wanting to make a change. I feel like it's needed. I want somebody else to run on the Republican ticket. I think that'd be great. But shout out to everybody that's running for president. One person in particular got some uh, got some got some attention from the you know from 45. And this man in the tweet, of course, he mentioned Elizabeth Warren. Referred to her her claim of her Native American heritage. Cool. Referred to her claim of native of native of her Native American heritage, and he mentioned the word trail. 
And in the trail, he capitalized the T-R-A-I-L. He capitalized the whole word, basically. Like, come on, man. Native American trail. I won't say what I want to say, but I got a feeling you know what I want to say. When they say it's not there, it's there. When they tell you it's not there, it's right there. There it is. Boom, right there. I resisted for the longest. I was like, I don't think it's like that, man. I think it's more of a, a class thing, man. I don't think it's that obvious. No, it's it's. I was wrong. It's right there. It's right there. It just shows you. You're going to capitalize those words next to that type of people. It's right there. I was wrong. I could flat out, I was wrong. And uh, piece of shit is as piece of shit does, man. Anyway, man, uh, thank you guys for listening. I'll update you guys on the schedule. No playing this ride. Hit me up, gmail.com. On Twitter, capital N, lowercase o, capital P-L-Y, P-L-A-Y, my bad. No play 247, N-O-P-L-A-Y, 247, capital N, capital P. Boom. Make it next day your best day be better this year than you were last year. Because in 2020, you're going to be a bad motherfucker.